AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Whether it was reports on the news about inner-city gang violence, interactions with the police in people of color, whether it was rap music telling hood stories, and then people reporting on said rappers talking about hood stories, Industry plants, as in rappers or artists who really ain't lit at life, but the industry put them in to make a lot of money. Commentary from the outside, conservative media, whatever it was, black people standing in front of the cameras telling us what we should do about our communities, Latino or Arab or whatever the case may be, people making these, uh, drawing these conclusions about what we should do with inner city life or even pretending like they went through it. We have a collective saying about their credibility. You wasn't outside. Hood politics. Listen, man, if you wasn't outside, this is what we mean. When we were all younger and I mean, it's just one of those like old tropes, like, you know, you had to go home when the streetlights came on or when we was all at the kickback or when there was some sort of issue and we had to go to the back alley and, and square up with somebody. Like if you wasn't there, if you didn't really live through this, it really shows. It shows in your commentary. It shows when you clearly don't know what you're talking about. And it's clear only to us who were outside. Now, I say all the time that, like, I never gangbanged a day in my life, but I had to learn how to navigate the situations that I was absolutely affiliated. I came from a part of town, a part of family that were rather active. 
I chose hip hop. I chose graffiti. I was, you know, standing under under light poles at three, four in the morning, battling fools, fools pulling guns because they was losing. I was I was tossing my bomber jacket on top of barbed wire. You know what I'm saying? To hop the fence into the L.A. River to, you know, to clack, clack my iron lack. You know what I'm saying? I was I was I was doing graffiti stuff. You know what I'm saying? I was running from the popo, but I just had a backpack full of spray paint. So I was outside. You know, there's there are nuances that I understand about a situation that unless you was really outside with us, you really you didn't know you had a, if you had a great family that that's great. You know, even if you grew up in this environment, but you had parents with the wherewithal to not let you stand on the street corner with the rest of us. That's great. I've said it before, like my parents split. My father was around, you know, we was at church like I got sent to church. Now, granted, my church was uh them little fools was, they was outside too. We just happened to be at church all Sunday. But there's an authenticity, a credibility about your hot takes because you was really outside. One thing when Nipsey Hussle passed, one thing that everybody would say about Nipsey was like, no, Nipsey was really out here. Well, a lot of times when we talk about rappers, at least when you're inside of the industry, there are uh, those of us who know for a fact that these fools are not lying about what they say. That was really them. And then some of these foods are just entertainment or they're telling their brother's stories or their cousin's stories, but it's not really them. There's a few dudes that are like, nah, that's, that's really him. Nipsey was one of those. Nipsey was really outside. <laughs> those stories are truthful. You run around any part of South Central in that Crenshaw district. No, that's these stories are not fake. Yeah. Why are there murals everywhere in his honor? It's because he was really out here. Then there's other artists like say, oh, I don't know, a Takashi 69. Right. That's like, OK, bro. I mean, you snitched on the whole set. I mean, I, I, I don't know if you really lived like this. I know I remember times us looking around at each other like, hey, do you know this nigga? I ain't never seen this nigga. Do you, you know, at some point when you run these streets, especially in the music industry, when it's like you, there should be at least one or two degrees of separation because we was all outside. That's what I'm trying to tell you. We was outside. Like, I should know who this dude is. And when you don't know him, it's like, ah, oh, whatever, dog. You wasn't outside. I want to talk about Israel and Palestine. This is probably going to be one of the most difficult episodes we record because it's just so thorny. And let me give y'all the truth. I wasn't there. Me and you was not there. I would venture to say a good number of the Twitter takes and news feeds you've been seeing probably conjure up the same feelings to those in Palestine or Israel for that matter. The same feelings it conjured up for me when I saw a report on another black on black crime. Like, y'all was not here. I don't know if anybody that was born or raised in America, I don't know if I could take your take serious. Be unless you one degree separated. I'm like, man, you wasn't outside, dog. Like, part of it becomes real tricky to me because I know there's so much ancient history and beef here. But then from the outside looking in, it just looked like run of the mill colonialism. Like, this is just good old fashioned white shit. But then you're like, 
wait but it feel like it's like it might be different and you like i don't know if i'm just a product of the west i just know we wasn't outside now judging of the thousands of people listening to this pod some of y'all were some of y'all were there some of y'all daddies was there some of y'all mamas was there some of y'all fled this some of y'all look here this is my defense for all of y'all involved i get it we wasn't outside you know what i'm saying so this episode is to help everybody that wasn't there so i don't want nobody to form no conclusions if you will about some beef shit that go back to bc don't form your opinion based on what i tell you i look i'm just trying to give you a survey from the outside So today, how I kind of want to do this pod is let's get into the theological history, which is like a whole other layer that us in America really don't understand how important that part is. Then we can get into the politics in the sense of the modern nation state. Like, I think it's hard for Americans to understand that when they see Israel, we not talking about your Old Testament, nigga. Like, we're only kind of talking about that. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about a modern nation state, as in a country that hasn't only existed until 1948. Like, so I know it's hard to get your brain around it, right? We need to talk about the ethnic identity of the people we're talking about here. And then finally, like how to really navigate what's going on. And how I'm going to navigate that is this idea of like, if you were outside, if you was really outside with us, you would understand these three things. One is that the land location matters. Two, if you was outside, you understand you really can't punch down. And then three, if you was outside, you'd understand that what trauma really do to a brain. Like if you was down bad, that you'll do anything to stay in power because you refuse to be down bad like that again. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. All right, we're back. Now, as we get into it, I want to make sure that uh, I set the tone real quick because, again, like I said, it's going to get real thorny and we're going to talk about some modern news. I want to make sure that everybody understands. And I'm going to come back to this point a bunch of times that Israel is a modern nation state. It is not synonymous with Judaism. Israel's a country just like every other country. So critiquing the nation, modern nation municipality of Israel is not tantamount to having some sort of ethnic slur towards the Jews or Judaism. Those are two different things. In the same way that America isn't Christianity, no. And, and of course, in those conversations, there are some Americans that are like, what are you talking about? These Colors don't run. I'm, I'm, I'm a good American Christian, just like God made it, because God wrote the Bible in good old-fashioned English, you know what I'm saying? And then there's those that are like, kick rocks, man. America don't, this is just where I live, because, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, they don't, they be making decisions I do not approve of. Samesies. In Israel, the Israelis have various opinions about what their modern nation is doing. Hell, Netanyahu still can't get a majority. Everybody don't agree. You know what I'm saying? So we talk about modern nations here. So it's not the same. Just like Zionism, it might as well be manifest destiny. It's a political concept. It's not theological. So it's important to remember that we're not talking Semites. We're talking countries. So that's what we're critiquing here is countries. Okay? Now, God, I don't even know where to start. Because of how like far back this beef go. One thing to remember again is like this region of land was just as tribal as every other region of land. Those tribes feuded, fought, you know, worked over land, conquered each other. And then at some point in history, a quote unquote empire rose just like everywhere else quote unquote united the feuding tribes right and built their sprawling empire and then empires begin to war and clash and swaths of land get conquered all over the place and then reconquered and then a new empire rises i mean this is all of our world history books which are just like you know a journey of conquering lands right but we usually only speak of these places in terms of like the monarchs or the empires that like continue to conquer each other rather than the existing tribal communities that were forced into homogeny. You following me? It, I mean, it's the same in Europe, you know, Danes, Goths, the roaming Germanic tribes. There are a lot of different things. And then at some point, the invention of the modern nation state post-World War II, where somebody just drew a line in the sand and said that, hey, look, I own this part and everybody in this part is under my control. And we don't want you here, you gone, because that means you're not a citizen. Like, this is a modern idea. 
most of our borders are <laughs> rather recent. And they don't, remember a border don't really occur in nature. Like it's, there's no force field at the 47th parallel that separates Canada from the United States. That's these are made up lines. It's the same in Israel and Palestine, in Lebanon, in Jordan, in Syria. Like these, it's one place that had a lot of different tribes. Listen, this region of land, I'm talking B.C., you have to remember, it's been conquered so many damn times. I mean, back to like the Canaanites. You know, like, are you listening to me? The Canaanites. Then your Bible times, King David, King of Israel, right? Then Babylonians, then Assyrians, then the Maluks, then, you know, then Rome, right? Then the freaking Turkish Empire, then Britain. Like, we're talking like this just... Like, this shit is ancient because, like, you ever had an ancient beef? Like, we don't get that. We over here in America. Like, oftentimes I try to explain to people, again, hood shit to where it's like, it's generational. But what we mean by generational, we mean the 70s, nigga. (laughs) I'm not talking 70 AD, fam. When I say we from here, like, I'm from L.A. I I live in Boyle Heights. Boyle Heights is a Chicano community. And I'm like, hold up. There's a few Shinto and Buddhist temples around here. Turns out before it was Chicano, it was Japanese. Before it was Japanese, it was Jewish. I had no idea. All I knew was that the Chicano movement, lowriders, hell, zoot suits, they all come from Boyle Heights. So I'm like, this is a historically Latino community. It's like, hold up now, cuz the city has flipped before. I did not know that. So when you talk to somebody in this swath of land, that we have now called either Israel, Palestine. Hell, I'm going to include Jordan, Syria, this whole plot of land. Lebanon. When somebody say my family's from here, they mean, no, literally this building, this house. We have never not lived here. I mean, for how long? They're like, I don't think you get it. Forever. Nigga, I'm talking about when Muhammad, when the prophet Muhammad was alive. This is where we lived. People just keep putting flags in the sand and redrawing the lines and calling it mine. In the meantime, like I said, it's people that never left. They just woke up one morning in another country. We're not talking about the children of Israel like most people with a Christian background would think of. This discussion is about a modern nation state. But diving into your Bible, your children of Israel, remembered. During the Babylonian exile, the Syrian exile, and then when you start your New Testament, according to your Bible, they got scattered. Jews got scattered across the world. And remember that that means that they show up in every ethnicity. I mean, and experienced a freakish amount of persecution. Don't can't nobody lie about that. Like the Jews went through some shit. Okay. This is real. Now, set that aside for a second. Politically, what's happening in the swath of land from like when the Roman Empire as a dis renamed the whole region Palestine. But again, remember, that's just what they called it. The people that are there just been there. Everybody didn't get scattered. Some people never left. And then they were conquered by Muslim forces, conquered by Christian forces, conquered by like it's just it kept. The borders kept getting moved on them. They just kept getting occupiers, right? 
it's trauma happening back home, just like it's trauma happening in Europe. Now, between 1948 and 1967, the British Empire had an armistice over the land over there. Basically, they were like, you're not necessarily, and I'm doing this a horrible disservice. Like, I mean, again, this is centuries and centuries of history and beef. At some point, the British Empire was like, look, dude, we're just going to do an armistice of this on this, you know, chosen day. We're just going to slide and y'all can figure out what y'all going to do. Jewish people get this idea who just been through the freaking Holocaust. They're like, listen, dog, we not want to hear. <laughs> y'all don't, clearly y'all don't want us here. We don't have a homeland. We need a homeland. Now they thought about a spot in Africa, but then they ended up landing in, we're just going to go back to the land of our forefathers. But it's people already there that never left. So they come back and they attempt to form a nation. Again, we're talking a modern nation. And it's people that's been here the whole time. And they like, why do you have any rights to this? And here's here's what's interesting about it. Like, I'm, I'm if you can't tell, I'm switching perspectives between the Arab Palestinian and the European Jew. The Arab Palestinian is like, y'all left Arab and came back white. They like, but you Russian, you German, you Austrian. Uh, why, how do you got rights to this? And they like, we from here. We from here just like you from here. We got a right to exist, right? So when you got that trauma sitting in your bones, you like, listen, man, nobody going to wipe us out again. Palestine like, wait, 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 wait. We got the same shit and we never left. Now, what's recently came into the news was some ground skirmishes, some bombs being volleyed back and forth, a execution of an eviction of people that it's just one of a continuation of a ton of things that shouldn't be going on. I mean, some things went down and there are some things that went down that like, look here, man, I don't know what to tell you. This is verifiably wrong. You know, the Alaska mosque being shot up during Ramadan, bro. Like, come on, cuz. Like, I mean, it's their holiest day. Like, what is you doing? You know, and they like, hold up. Y'all just started the camera at the end. You know, these fools are throwing rocks. Hell, right now as I'm recording this, Tel Aviv on fire. I mean, Hamas didn't shot some, they didn't shot some, some, some damn missiles. Hamas out there in the Gaza Strip. I mean, we call them terrorists, but again, we wasn't outside. The newest squirmish was an actual atrocity. I there's that in that sense, that's why I was like, it's kind of simple. There's no way to kind of cut this. There's some rules y'all broke. Okay, this is y'all's holiest week. At this point, man, everybody chill. Like fall back. That's their holiest week. We could start scrapping next week. Like nigga, it's Ramadan. Like you should know better. You know what I'm saying? It's like in the same way that like, yo, you don't pop off during Yom Kippur. You feel me? Like, yo, fall back. Like, that's y'all's holiest week. We share an ancestor in Abraham. Like, let's, okay. Everybody chill. But next week, nigga's home. You know what I'm saying? Like, at least, like, that's, but, yo, dog, you popping off on Ramadan. Like, even just in hood rules, like, that's a party foul, homie. You out of pocket. So another great gram to follow, too, is called so you want to talk about, right? And they do these just little infograms about specific things. So why do this thing? Why are we still talking about this particular situation now? 
is um, something that recently, like in the news happened, it was in Sheikh Jarrah. Basically in October, 2020, an Israeli court ruled that they could forcibly evict 12 Palestinian families from the East neighborhood Jerusalem called Sheikh Jarrah. Now, why that's so crazy is like, well, East Jerusalem is supposed to be Palestine. You telling me that this is our place, but yet you still got the rights to evict us in the same way that like, you know, Palestine ain't got no, they don't have any of their COVID vaccines because Israel keeping them all. But then saying they their own state. And then you wonder why these niggas is always mad at y'all. I'm like, well, I mean, damn. It's like y'all running around here like you don't understand that like, yo, that would make y'all mad too. So this ruling really just, it just put fuel to the fire to a lot of this, the issues that was happening between these two nations and people, right? So anyway, as a result of this court ruling, like, 550 Palestinians face the threat of like dispossession. So basically like we kicked you out of one place, now the place you got, we kicking you out of this one. And the court's ruling that like the evicted families got to pay like $20,000 in covering their settlers' legal expenses. And a little background about this neighborhood. It's like it's 3,000 Palestinians, all refugees who were ethnically cleansed from their homes in the other parts of Palestine, which we'll get to this, you know, in the 1948 war. So like, it's so complicated, Doc. Uh, so there was this agreement between Jordan in 1956 that these families were promised housing in this land. And the families were meant to receive their ownership titles after three years. But yo, this never happened because Israel conquered East Jerusalem before this mug was materialized. So before... Israel was Israel. They had this deal, right? And then obviously Israel ain't honored this deal because Israel's like, well, y'all don't have... Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. The point is, they kicking people out of a land that you supposedly said they had freedom to exist in. And then so it's this double talk, right? This like, y'all can be cool. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's Debo. It's basically both of our bikes, but it's just gonna stay at our house. It's it's like it's confusing, dog. Like, and at the and the only conclusion that again, I wasn't outside, but the only conclusion you could draw from looking at it is like, y'all don't want them here. Just like a fifth grader looking at a political map from 1967 to now and just watching Palestine shrink. It's just at some point you like, oh, it's I don't know, man. Kind of feel like you don't want me here. And I know y'all keep saying, you know, a two state solution. You know what I'm saying? It's like we're neighbors kind of, but let us just like run the things, but you get everything y'all want. But like, man, I've been to Bethlehem. I've been to East Jerusalem and it's like, it's crazy. You're, you're walking through this land and then all of a sudden on this hill, you see this beautiful like housing development and you're like, yo, who live there? And they like, oh, those are Israel. That's the Israeli settlement. And then some would say, those are the Israeli occupiers. It's like, depends on who you ask. And it's like, well, damn, you gave me this land, but then you took the best parts. I wasn't there. What I'm trying to tell you is, I just, this is how I look. But God, it's so complicated. A 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. So I think ultimately the problem's colonialism and imperialistic actions, but can't rewrite history. So you have a birth of this modern nation state and this modern nation state was able to pull on a good amount of money and a good amount of heartstrings, especially from like Western Christianity. That's like, for some reason, don't know how to read the book of Revelation and think that this is prophecy. You know what I'm saying? That like, OK, Israel's back where they supposed to be. That means Jesus is going to come back soon. They ended up being able to really convolute this idea of this modern nation with the prophecies of the Old Testament Bible. Now, far be it for me to be the one to tell you that A plus B don't equal C because, again, I wasn't outside. But I've spent some time in the region. And I got to tell you, man, Jews come in all colors. Ethiopian, there's some that look very Arab. And there's some that look white as hell. And it looked to me like moving around Israel. This just looked like run of the mill white shit because everybody dark skinned was in service jobs. Now, again, that's just my eyes. I wasn't outside, but I know when I crossed that wall, like a literal wall into East Jerusalem, I felt like I moved from Orange County or Beverly Hills into South Central and Watts. I was like, I don't know. It just looks like an apartheid. But listen, 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 listen. I wasn't outside. So remember that we're talking right now not about your theological positions. That's why the Temple Mount is so interesting to me, because all of these people can claim Jew, Christian, Muslim can claim spiritual and theological ties to this land as like, this is rightfully theirs. And the truth is, in my mind, like they all right. I just don't know, because again, I wasn't outside. I just know 
I mean, yeah, like according to y'all, y'all share an ancestor. So, I mean, I guess shit run too deep because if somebody draw a border down your neighborhood, which I have experienced, somebody draw a border around your neighborhood. All of a sudden you go you if you from a different district and this district you in now don't like you. There's a story about uh, it's on an NPR pod called Consider This Story About Sugar Hill, which was a black affluent neighborhood that now the 10 freeway is. They done knocked down all the houses and built a freeway. So when that happened, you got your little housing vouchers. You had to go to a different part of town. All of a sudden, you're not in a black neighborhood. You up there with these white people calling you nigger every time you step out the house. It's like, I didn't ask to be over here. You told me my house was this. Like right now, it's Palestinians who don't have a passport into Jerusalem. And they like, I can't go to my grandma's house because she's in Jerusalem. And they're like, what do you mean you can't go there? Why, why your grandma live over there? They're like, because she's always been over there since 90 AD. Well, then how come she can't go to her house? Because her house is in Jerusalem. And it's like, or her house is in Israel. It's like, wait, I, how does this, I don't understand how this works. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so many of people have tried to solve this. And they've tried to solve it from outside. Least of which was Bill Clinton and then... Jared motherfreaking Kushner, <laughs> whose idea, this whole two-state idea, right? This like two nations with an asterisk to where it's like, you're a sovereign nation, kind of. So again, you have to think of it as like Palestine was all the area, but all the area before it was called Palestine was Judea, but it's the same people. Like again, it's the same humans. And then these new humans came back from Europe doing this Claritin call for anybody who got this DNA to come back in here while people that's always been here is like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I get it. Everybody welcome. Like, you can't just build a nation. You know what I'm saying? And they're like, no, 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 no. You got that corner. What the hell you mean I got this corner? You gonna move into my house and say I can only live in the bathroom? What the? F what is you talking about? And then they're like, well, we're talking about it was our house first. We just got put out. Now we coming back for our house. I mean, didn't you see what happened when we was gone? Like, they tried to wipe us out, bro. Like, didn't you see that? Where are we supposed to go then? They like, shit, not here? <laughs> so it's just, I, look, nigga, we wasn't there. The shit runs super deep for these people because it's cultural, ethnic, religious, national. Like, it's so much. Like, nigga, you don't get it, dog. You wasn't there. And what happens when the shit runs this deep is niggas start shooting. Niggas just start shooting, right? And depending on when you start turning on the camera is whose side you end up being on. And the problem is cameras wasn't invented, <laughs> nigga, when the shit started. This thorny cuz. And you can't like, I, there's no way in the world you could parse from 10,000 miles away what they should do. Y'all gonna hold your black on black crime hot takes to yourself. You wasn't here. And even if you was, I could tell by how you move. And the conclusions you draw, whether you was outside or not. Mm. Hood politics. Look, I can tell from these two state solutions that everybody talking about. I'm like, listen, man, clearly neither one of them niggas want that. So I, I, what I'm trying to say is we don't know. Now, again, geopolitically speaking, you got East Jerusalem. Then you got or the West Bank. Then you got Gaza Strip, and then you used to have the Golan Heights, but the Golan Heights ended up going off to, they stopped beefing over that. So according to Israel, they're like, listen, it's all good. Y'all get this swath and this swath. We'll take the rest. Cool? Everybody cool? Okay, cool. The problem is in Palestine, they like, but y'all also get to live in the best parts 
of the places you said we had to stay in. So follow me. Think of like a native reservation. The natives were just here. And then America goes, well, y'all could get that square of land. And they like, all right, I guess. And then they say, but wait a minute, there's a grassy hill in that state of land that's really nice. We want to build houses there, too. And they're like, well, nigga, then you don't mean my only conclusion is you just don't want us here at all. Because whenever you give us stuff, you still move in there. And how is it yours to give? You know how it's theirs to give? Money and guns. Money and guns. So what are your options if you're trying to stand up to a fucking bully? Is asymmetrical warfare. Enter Hamas. What do I mean by asymmetrical warfare? I mean, you don't square up with one of the strongest militaries in the world. No, you're, you're kicking the balls, your, your elbow, your bite. Listen, if God forbid Robert Evans, my podcast brother, that six foot white boy, that's just that's gun sexual. Nigga that just loves guns. If he ever had an issue with me, do you think I'm a square up with Robert Evans? I'm not finna square up with him. I'm cheating. Do you know what I'm saying? That's asymmetric. I don't, I don't stand a chance, like, actually fighting Robert. You know what I'm saying? It's asymmetrical. That's what Hamas is doing. Are they a terrorist? Depending on who you ask. This ain't a tape recorder defending them. I'm just saying I wasn't outside. And when you're not outside, you can't really get your brain around it. Look, look, there has been plenty of crimes that have happened on my watch. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying I saw what happened. And I get it. I get that I don't get it, which I really feel like should be the stance of America should be just pro peace. Like, I just hope y'all niggas stop killing each other. And if somebody act trash, you should be able to be like, nigga, that's trash. Here go your three. If you were outside, you'd understand. If you was outside, you would understand that location actually matters. I wondered you know, I'm a slave descendant. I understand not having like a homeland to officially say is mine. I can do as many DNA tests as I as I want to, but that transatlantic slave trade just made it impossible for any like black person. You'd have to drop into a place that already exists. We tried that with Marcus Garvey's Back to Africa movement and the shit just didn't work. It's a bad situation because eventually the oppressed become the oppressor. It just happens like that. Like you can't just drop into a place, even though even if you can say, well, I mean, I used to be here because somebody been toiled in the soil the whole time. This just, this just don't work, man. But land matters like location matters because specifically in this situation, this shit is prophecy to them. Their identity is honestly tied to the soil. And everybody with their neighborhood tattooed on their neck understands it. Everybody that, you know, got their city tattooed on them understand what that means. The soil. I'm not a Native American. I live right now in the historical Tongva tribe land. They, for thousands of years, they made it as clay. So they tied to that land is a better parallel than mine is. So the land matters. Our families have been there. When, when, I, when I went to Palestine, one of our guides was saying he was a Greek Orthodox Christian. Arab as hell. Like, ethnically, he's Arab, right? But he's like, look, dude, we were probably Muslim at one point. We were probably Jewish at one point. We might actually be 
ethnically, historically Israeli, just like everybody else. But the place was just conquered so much. And sometimes you just do what you got to do to make sure your family don't die. Nigga, I don't get that. Like that's when you talk about identity and like connection to the soil, what he's saying is like, you don't get it. We've never left. This is who we are. The land matters. Now in the hood scenarios, it's like, yeah, like everything been taken from us. This our little corner of this little mud pool. It's all we got. I'm going to defend it with everything I have because this is literally all we have. I get it. The location. You can't just pack up and leave. We got too much blood spilled on this soil. That's why gentrification is so painful for inner city people. It's like, look, man, this is violent. We done died on these streets. Why everybody's so interested in Compton? Because we died. LBC. You know what stands for? Long Beach Crip. Like our family died out here for y'all to think it's cool to go visit the LBC. No, like you wasn't outside, man. The land the location actually matters. So hell yeah, I'm going to fight to the death for this. Both of them believe specifically what I think is super interesting because that brings us to the current moment that like, yo, the holiest spot, the Dome of the Rock, man, like the holiest spot in the Muslim faith fam, like, or one of them is like, yo, Israel just shot it up. Like, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? And then Israel on their day of celebration was so crazy that it falls right at the end of Ramadan, their celebration of them actually form, forming a nation. They at the Wailing Wall, like praying on Palestinian death. Like, I just, I don't. But then at the same time, it's like, they like, nigga, we from here. We got kicked out of everywhere else. What you want me to say? If you was outside, the turf matters. The land matters. Second thing I say is if you was outside, you understand that you can't punch down. Okay, you would be lying to yourself if you were to say that the Holocaust wasn't one of the worst atrocities of the 20th century. I mean, come on. And then you couple that with all the other exiles and conquering that the Jews endured. But one thing I know about when you finally get up out of that is that that trauma really stays in your bones. And then when you get on top, it's hard to convince us, anybody watching, that you still that same person. People asked me recently what I think about Chance the Rapper and what happened to his star power. To be honest, I think the answer is nothing happened to his star power. But part of what was so special about Chance was he was the people's champ. He was an independent artist. And that's what we loved about him. He was touring the world on a mixtape. It was like, dang, this kid just like... This is crazy. Like, we all like to see this underdog story, but then the underdog became a star, got a major deal, and got married. And it was like, you're not the underdog anymore. Like, you made it. How do I relate to you now? Maybe you still see yourself as such, but you can't, like, but you can't punch down. And I think even if someone's punching up at you, and even if that punching up is as crazy as what Hamas did literally today, they lit Tel Aviv on fire with missiles. That's cra I can't imagine a missile <laughs> landing in my city. But you, but you down bad because you're still the one in power. Like you're the little nation that could. I just don't believe it. You just can't punch down. That's to me why, like you're, this is why Tucker Carlson ain't funny. Like this is not funny. Rush Limbaugh, you weren't funny because you was punching down. Now you take somebody different like, uh, like, Okay, just follow me. Take somebody like Larry the Cable Guy or like a Jeff Foxworthy. They they from the conservative spaces, but they are punching up. Like they talking about just being poor. They not punching down. They just talking about how it's hard to be down. And I'm like, see that that still works. And I feel like 
when you outside, you understand that. You can't be an OG like punch it down on this because you just look crazy. Like, why is you doing? Why are you picking on little homie? Boss to boss. Like, what is you doing? You can't punch down. And then lastly, when you down bad, if you was outside, you understand when you when you were down bad, you do everything you can to stay in power to protect the little bit of semblance of peace you think you got. Even if it means becoming the very thing that had you down bad. Now, listen, listen to me. I wasn't there. I honestly don't know. I'm just saying this how it looked to me. It's hard for me as a black man in America to not empathize with the Palestinians because that just looks familiar to me where someone else gets to decide your future. But the difference between who gets to decide my future and who's deciding theirs is them niggas came from trauma too. So that's where it gets like, I don't, I don't know what to say. I know that my default position is to empathize with the oppressed. I know that oftentimes the message from the margins is usually the one <laughs> that carries the most prophetic truth telling. So I may have a hot take here and there, but listen to prop. You and me wasn't outside. I'm not telling you it's right or wrong. I'm just telling you it's gang stuff because politics is really just gang banging in nice suits. Y'all, this mug was recorded and edited by me, Propaganda, right here in East Los Boyle Heights, Los Angeles. Y'all can follow me at Prop Hip Hop on all the socials. You can follow the Hood Politics Pod itself at Hood Politics Pod, where we be trying to make takes on stuff that aren't really big enough for a whole episode, but definitely needs a little bit of clarity. This mug was scored, edited, mixed, and mastered by the one and only Headlights. Y'all go follow my dog, Matt Oswowski. I still don't know how to say his name. I'm glad he changed it to Headlights. Follow him on his socials at Headlights underscore music. Telling you, hear all these new other fly tracks this fool be making. And the theme music was done by the one and only Gold Tips, Gold Tips, DJ Sean P. Y'all remember, every time you check in, politics, y'all, is just gang banging in nice suits. Shouts to iHeartMedia for making this happen. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.